Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. The Waco History Podcast is sponsored by Brotherwell Brewing on Historic Bridge Street in Waco. Welcome to the Waco History Podcast. We're going to air for you over the next few months a special series of Waco History Living Stories. Uh, these were segments that were originally aired on KWBU here in Waco. Uh, they were produced by the Institute for Oral History editor, Michelle Holland, and narrated by two fabulous narrators, uh, Louis Mazze and Kim Patterson. And so these highlight oral histories from the collection of the Institute for Oral History at Baylor University, which I direct, which has been around since 1970 and has over a thousand interviews related to Waco and McLennan County history, and we're happy to highlight those here. In this Living Stories vignette, we hear stories of Camp MacArthur, the extremely important Great War military installation that was located here in Waco. Three years into World War I, a $5 million construction project began on the northwest side of Waco. A few months later, in September of 1917, the new training headquarters, Camp MacArthur, welcomed 18,000 troops from Michigan and Wisconsin. Throughout the rest of the war, the thousands of soldiers stationed at Camp MacArthur became a part of Waco's culture. Mary Sendone remembers the impact the camp had on her father's shoe business. The soldiers began to come to town and have their work done in town. They'd come to my dad's shop. He had a nice big shop where you could sit around and read newspapers and he'd have magazines there where they could stay awake. And he always had that place full of soldiers. In fact, he had one of them come in there wanting to work for him one day. But he would um, work late on Saturday night. He'd work day and night, not only on Saturday nights, but on weeknights to catch up. Then pretty soon the, the government gave him a contract to take care of the officers' boots. They all had to have so much done to their boots all the time. Of course, they enlisted me and would just come and have their own shoes fixed, you know. But he had a contract for those officers' boots. He made a lot of money during the war. That was a bonanza for him, and that's where he got really established. During the life of the camp, strong ties were formed, as Sendone explains. So many of the, the soldiers that came to Waco at that time married Waco girls when the war was over, and some of them were still living here in Waco. I noticed two or three in the paper the other day, some reunion, and there was one of those Michigan soldiers that had married a Waco girl. Less than two months after World War I ended, the government ordered Camp MacArthur's buildings to be dismantled and reused for such purposes as the construction of U.S.-Mexican border stations. Catherine Carlisle recalls some of the remnants were used in the Edgefield neighborhood in Waco, where she grew up. The houses in the 1C block of Hackberry were built 
in the early 1920s from the surplus lumber from the barracks from World War One, mm -hmm. And all of these houses were exactly alike, except the two older houses, one at 1C, which was part of the dairy and the house next door to it. So there were 10 houses just alike. And they were very sturdily constructed, four rooms and a bath. And we did have the utilities. We had utilities. Frank Curry, Jr. bought a house on former Camp MacArthur grounds and tells what he and a neighbor did soon after. There's a black man come down the street, had a mule and a single disc prow and a homemade rake that they'd made. We asked him what he charged to plow up all that back lot, all the way across, and rake it down smooth. He got out there and did all that. He dug up old hard rubber tire wheels, buckets full of them brass teardrop caps off them old trucks, and we threw all that away. Look what they work right now. Mm -hmm. Camp MacArthur officially closed on March 7, 1919. Since 1966, a historical marker has stood at the intersection of Park Lake Drive and 19th Street as a reminder of the camp's brief but indelible existence. Thanks for listening to the Waco History Podcast. Like what you heard? Subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes so we can reach more listeners. You can find show notes and info on every episode at wacohistorypodcast.com and more info on Waco's past at wacohistory.org. Our theme music, used with permission, is Cross the Brazos at Waco, performed by the late Billy Walker. For more info on Billy's music, go to billywalker.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.